Welcome to Fairy Tale Mysteries, classic tales told in a whole new way. Featuring Detective Betsy Hardup, the toughest private eye in Fairy Tale City. When Fairy Tale and nursery rhyme characters can't take their problems to the police, they come to her. There is a fog rolling in on the city. You feel a shiver of danger blowing on the breeze. And the stories that it tells aren't pretty, they're gritty. No pity but witty, they're the fairy tale mysteries. Betsy's last case came to a shocking end when she found that her prime suspect had been raked over the coals, literally. After discovering that the big bad wolf had been working with their oldest pig to defraud his two brothers out of both their insurance and their inheritance, Betsy had called in the fairy tale city police to give the pig a grilling. But when they arrived, they found that someone else had beaten them to it, although with a very different kind of grilling. This had left Betsy with a lot of leftovers. Leftover questions, leftover suspects, and leftover roast pork. Right now, Betsy is discovering that too many leftovers upset your stomach. I sat in my office, fiddling with the broken blind over my window and trying not to think about my last client, the youngest of the three little pigs. Breaking the news about how his oldest brother had bought the farm had been pretty rough on the both of us. To make matters worse, I'd had to tell him that his brother had been in cahoots with the big bad wolf. And to make matters even worse, little brother couldn't pay me because big brother had his name on the insurance policy. And the sour cherry on this miserable Sunday was that I still had no idea who roasted the pig. I knew the wolf was involved somehow, but I had no way to find him. What kind of a private dick was I if I couldn't find the culprit and couldn't even make the rent? I could feel my heart sinking lower and lower. This was no good. I needed to get out of this office. I decided to call it a day and head home. I was just about to hit the street when something hit me. Oh, Jack, be nimble! Make that a someone. It was a pint-sized gal, maybe 15, with a hooded red cape, a big picnic basket... Well, hey! Watch it, will ya? ...and an attitude a mile wide. Well, maybe if you didn't have your cowl covering your mug, you could see where you were going. Oi, lay off the threads, Kay. Ain't like you're such a fashion plate yourself. Okay, cool your jets. Here, let me give you a hand. Back off! This look like a picnic to you? Well, you're on the ground with a basket, so... Actually, yeah. Ugh, wise guy. You don't mind me asking, what's with the basket? Not that it's any of your business, but I'm trying to find someone. You happy now? Who are you looking for? Uh, some detective. Think her name's, uh, Beady Hotcakes. Seen her around? Beady Hotcakes. Do you mean Betsy Hardup? Yeah, that's what I said. Know who she is? You're talking to her. Say what? Detective Betsy Hardup, Private Dick. Want to have a talk in my office? We gonna be alone? Absolutely. Come on, just up these stairs. As we climbed, I gave the kid the once-over. Her cape was worn, but not dirty. And she wasn't too tall, but handled that basket like it didn't weigh a thing. She looked like she could take care of herself if push came to shove. And shove came to a punch in the mouth. Even Georgie Porgy wouldn't make her cry. Here, have a seat. What's your name? Name's Hood. Red Riding Hood. Okay, Red, what's up? 
I need you to find my granny. I ain't seen her in weeks. That sounds bad. She ever disappear before? Never. Any trouble with the family? A fight or argument? Nah, we always been tight. Nearly every day I bring her food that my mama makes. Food, eh? What kind of food? Uh, bread? Cakes? Pies? You know, baked stuffs? My mama's the best baker in town. She bakes them, I bring them, Granny sells them in a little shop. I used to come in most days and we'd sample the goods. Sounds like a sweet deal. You making smart with me? No, sorry, just a figure of speech. I think I know that shop, Granny's Goodies down on Stromboli, right? Yeah, I've been there. The butter tarts are the best I've ever tasted. Your mama's an artist. Thanks, Pepsi. It's Betsy. But you said used to sample the goods. You don't anymore? Uh, the last month or so, she ain't been answering the door. I had to leave the basket on the stoop and head back home without a taste. And the shop's been shut for a couple weeks. The sign says, closed for renovations. But I don't buy it. So you think something's happened to your granny? I don't know. What am I, a fortune teller? Oy, it just ain't like her to not be home when I come with a delivery. Did you ask your mama about it? Sure. The old lady keeps telling me everything is fine, but I think she's just blowing smoke to make me feel better. I'm real worried, Confetti. Can you help me? That's Betsy. And I'd love to help a, um, delightful little girl like you. But you understand that I can't work for free, don't you? I got bills to pay. And I'm blind to replace. Look, I'll be straight with you. I don't got no bread. I mean, I don't got no dough. I mean, I don't have any money. But I know for a fact that Granny's goodies has been doing real good. And if you get Granny back, I'll make sure there's loot in it for you, booby. That's Betsy. I like your optimism, kid, but it's hard to drop a contract on those terms. I need something I can put in writing. Are you doubting me? Oh, we could pinky swear. No? Okay. Put her there. We'll shake on it. That'll make it stick. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. That's okay, Red. I'll take your word for it. But, but I can give you something up front, like, uh, what's it called? A compatible? A collapsible? You mean collateral? Yeah, that, here. Red handed over her basket and pulled up the lid. From the way she swung it around, I thought the basket was empty. Boy, was I in for a treat, literally. Inside was a big deposit, the richest, plumpest, most mouthwatering goodies I've ever seen. Everything from apple strudel to zucchini bread. Oh, this'll do fine. Now tell me where your granny lives. I'll meet you there tomorrow morning. She gave me the address and left. I took the basket and headed to my apartment. I've been paid peanuts for cases before, but never like this. They wouldn't pay for the blinds in my office, but those treats would definitely do my spirits good. If not my waistline. The next morning, I met Red at a granny's house. It was a nice little cottage near a park. Shutters on the windows, gingerbread trim on the eaves, neat but modest. Nothing that screamed extravagance. That would have required a really good hi-fi phonograph. Not exactly a cabin in the woods, but about as close as you can get in Fairytale City. Sorry I'm late. Couldn't find my other shoe. Good morning, Spaghetti. That's kind of unusual, ain't it? That's Betsy. And it happens to me more often than you'd think. Is your granny home? I docked a couple times while waiting for you to show up. No answer. Great. I can't investigate the place without proper protocol or the cops will be on my neck. 
Maybe I can get a search warrant in a day or two. A day or two? That's whacked in the head! Look, I'm family, so I can go in any time, right? And if I invite you in, that's legal, right? Sure, let's go with that. You have a key? Yeah, don't need one. Your granny just leaves her door unlocked? Yeah, not exactly. Red reached inside her hood and pulled a teeny clip out of her hair and went to work on the doorknob. Of course, the old hairpin is a lockpick trick. Rapunzel once showed me that a long, long, long time ago. Once we got inside, the difference hit me like a bibbity-bobbity boot to the head. Compared to the homey exterior, the inside of this cottage was right out of better homes and gardens. Slick, pale blue refrigerator and stove, glossy black countertops, and real leather furniture in the lounge. Yeah, it had a lounge. It was like going through the looking glass. See, here's the thing, Bing Bong. Betsy. Right, Betsy. For years, Granny had this old pine table with a wood stove in the kitchen and one big old easy chair in the living room. But now there's all this. Yeah, and rustic, this ain't. Take a gander at this fancy hi-fi. I love this album, Little Boy Blue, live at the haystack. <clears throat> uh, Granny a jazz fan? No. She likes country and western. We listened to the Cat and the Fiddle program together on the Philco radio in the old days. A country music fan with a stack of jazz platters on the turntable. That made me curious. I continued to snoop around the living room. Something about this place really bothered me. I noticed an ashtray on the coffee table. Corona Corona cigars. Granny has a good taste in tobacco, I see. That's another thing that don't make no sense. Granny don't smoke. She's aspastic. Astastic. You mean asthmatic? Yeah, that. She don't breathe so good sometimes. No way, those are her butts. Curiouser and curiouser, to quote Alice. I picked up a business card on the coffee table. It was fancy, embossed lettering, and a picture of a cake. Goodies, Inc. You know anything about this? Look at the address. That's nowhere near Stromboli. It's not your granny's shop. No. Looks like it's from some big bacon company. What's it doing here? It was a good question, and the answer I came up with was not a sweet one. All these changes could mean that someone else was living here and not the granny that everyone knew. So the next good question was, what happened to her? The card hinted at an answer. Look, I don't want to jump to any conclusions here, but some of those big corporations can be pretty ruthless. What? They don't hire people named Ruth? That's not fair. Sorry, it's a figure of speech. I meant they can be pretty savage about getting what they want. So what? So can I. What if they wanted Granny's recipes? Would you, uh, you, you mean they could have put the bag on her until she coughed up the goods? Something like that. But Mama had the recipes. Granny just sold the cookies. Oh my gosh. Mama, we gotta get home. Come on, Banjo. Well, hold your horses there, Red, and it's Betsy. We don't know that's what happened, all right? Let's not hit the panic button yet. Does your mama have a phone? We could call her and see if she's okay. Yeah? <gasps> yeah! Good idea! The number is Neverland 1865. Good. Now, you sit down and take a few deep breaths while I give your mama a call, okay? Right. Breathe. Breathing is good. I picked up the phone and started to dial. Before I could ask the operator to connect me, I heard footsteps coming up the walk. Oh my gosh, it's them! The corporate killer is coming back to kill us! Give me that 
ashtray. I'll hide behind the door and brain him when he comes in. I didn't think that's who it was, but then again, I didn't know that it wasn't. I reached into my pocket for a secret weapon I kept just for situations like this one. Stay calm, Rad. All right, I got it covered. Let's see who it is before we sap anybody. Here, pin this to your cape. What's this? A badge that says City Inspector. It'll explain what we're doing here. Now follow my lead, but keep that ashtray handy. Good plan. Thanks, Yeti. Betsy. Betsy. I watched the door while trying to look official. You know, like I belonged here. The knob turned and a foot stepped over the threshold. Why, you big... Granny? <gasps> Granny! Oof. Oh, oh, it's you, Red. You scared the... Sh <clears throat> you startled me there. The door had opened to reveal a very tall lady wearing a wool coat, a flowered hat, and a lot of makeup. Red hugged her tight. Now she's up there, partner. I mean, uh, <clears throat> goodness, my dear. What brings this on? This isn't like you. I'm, I'm just so glad you're all right. And what's that on your hood? Inspector, did you get a new job? Nah, my friend and I were just playing, Granny. This here is booby teacups. You're Betsy hard up, actually. Pleased to meet you, ma'am. Betsy Hardup, why, <clears throat> why, it's so nice to meet you, Betsy. My name is Bonnet, Daisy Blue Bonnet. You just call me Granny. Everyone does. Where you been, Granny? I ain't seen you for weeks. I've been worried and the shop's been closed and you got all this new stuff and I didn't know where you got to. Oh my, one thing at a time, dear. I took a little time off is all. When you're as old as I am, it's nice to take a break every now and then. I'm sorry I didn't tell you, but it's all very simple. Red darling, this may come as a shock, but I've sold the bake shop. Oh, sold it? To Goody's Inc.? That's right. To Goody's Inc. How did you know? We found a business card from them. Well, aren't you and your friend here quite the little detectives? Yes, I sold it for a lot of money. That's how I could afford the renovations to my cottage. Yeah? Okay, I get it. Well, what about those cigars in the ashtray? Cigar? Oh, the cigars. Now, it might be hard for young people to understand, but sometimes a lady likes to have some, well, gentleman company. Jeez. Sorry, dear. It's a lot to take, I know. I had hoped to tell you more gradually, but here we are. Maybe you two should head on home and take some time to get used to it. I'll get the door for you. Sure. Okay. That sounds like a good idea. Off you go, then. Bye-bye, dear. You look different, Granny. Different? Uh, really? Um... How? Um, oh, I did have a makeover recently. I expect that's why. Now, off you go. Why, Granny? Your eyes look like they got bigger. All the better to see you with, my dear. And really, that's just the work of the girls down at the Blue Fairy Salon. They can do magic there. Alas, I still need my glasses. And your ears grew, too. All the better to hear you with. You see, I got them pierced. It makes my ears look longer. If only it improved my hearing. 
And your choppers look bigger and sharper, too. Well, all the better to smile at you, my dear. They're my new dentures. I'm still getting used to them myself. Anything else bothering you? Nope. Guess that settles that. Sorry to bother you, Granny. We'd best be going. But you know, you look familiar somehow. Oh, I'm just an ordinary old lady. You probably saw me at my old bake shop. Lots of people did. Now, you take Red and off you go. Take care, Red. Don't be a stranger, you hear? I headed out the door. Red followed slowly. What's wrong? Still worried? Yeah. Something ain't right. Granny don't seem like herself. I mean, I know she explained the changes, but still. Maybe you're just upset that she didn't tell you. Well, well, yeah. That does frost my cookies a little bit. I mean, she could have told me she was making all these decisions. At least kept me in the know, you know? But there's something else I can't quite figure out. Listen, Billy. Betsy. Betsy, promise me you'll keep looking into this, okay? I don't know, Red. You wanted me to find your granny, and there's your granny. What else can I do? I don't know. Just keep your ear to the ground, okay? Would you do that for me? I'll tell you what. You keep bringing me goodies, and I'll keep my eyes peeled. Deal? Deal. We said goodbye, and I headed back to my place. Feeling pretty good about myself. I'd been handed a missing persons case and found the missing person in less than 24 hours. It was a piece of cake. And speaking of cake, I was gonna head home, put my feet up, and listen to some jazz on the radio. And the goodies from Red's basket would make the music sweeter. Finally, an early evening. to let what little streetlight there was shine on the lock as I picked it. The rain was running down the neck of my trench coat and I could feel a chill setting in. So much for an early evening. It had started out well enough, cool jazz and warm treats, but then I got to thinking about what Red had said about something not being right. I couldn't figure it out either. Something about Granny seemed off somehow. I could swear I'd seen her before and not just at the bake shop. I just couldn't put my finger on it. And when that happens, I'm like a princess on a pea. I can't rest until I find out what's under the mattress. I figured the best place to start looking was at the bakery. I got the address from the business card we'd found at Granny's, and here I was. Getting soaked, and trying to pick a lock in the dark. Come on. Open, darn you! Who's that there now? <gasps> Suddenly, a flashlight beam caught me full in the face. All I could see was a shadow with an enormous umbrella. Ouch! Could, could you point that thing somewhere else? You're hurting my eyes. Come on now, show yourself, Bigara. I stepped away from the door and kept my hands where he could see him. What are you doing there? I, I, I was trying to see if anyone was inside. Sure, and it's almost three in the morning. What would anybody be doing inside at this hour? Who are you, girlie? He was getting more suspicious. I decided my best move was to come clean. I'm Betsy Hardup. I'm a private dick. Little Red Riding Hood hired me to find out what happened to her granny. Little Red? Oh, that darling girl. A friend of hers, are you? Yeah, sure. We hang out together all the time. Well, come over here and let's get you out of the wet, you poor thing. 
As I got closer, I could see why this guy was being careful not to get wet. He was made of gingerbread. I know cops like donuts, but gingerbread men? Oh, Faith, I'm no cop to be sure. I'm the night watchman for Granny's goodies. Beg pardon. Goodies, Inc. Here, get under me brolly. So the goodies are being guarded by a goodie? That's a fair thing to say, Begara. I started out working for old Granny in the goodie shop. When she sold out, she got me this job here, the old dear. Let me open the door and we can go in for a warm. Come into the guard room. That's the comfy chair. Sit right there, me dear. And you can have a nice cup of tea and one of those molasses cookies. They fell off the back of the shelf, don't you know? The kettle just spoiled, as luck would have it, and I was making a cuppa for myself when I heard you scratching away outside. Thanks. So you've known Granny for a while, then? Oh, yes, me dear. Granny and me go way back, to be sure. You, uh, you notice anything different about her recently? Now that you mention it, indeed I have. She's not the sweet old lady she used to be. Ah, I put it down to the money. It changes people, don't you know? Really? I mean, I wouldn't know. I mean, it's not like I ever went from rags to riches or anything. Jack, be nimble. These, these cookies are really gooey. Oh, to be sure. When she ran the shop, she always said hello to me every morning. Now, I think it's been a month since she said two words to me. Just brushes past when she comes in, which isn't very often. I hear she's taking lots of time off. Gambling in Vegas, travelling out to the coast and the like. That seems like a big change. She's worked hard her whole life, the poor darling. Who can blame her for enjoying herself now that her ship's coming? Yeah, I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Eh? Sorry, a figure of speech. Red's still suspicious, though. She seems to think that Granny isn't herself. I can see how that would bother her. You don't think anything really is wrong, though, do you now? That's why I came here tonight. Thought I'd snoop around a little and see what I could find. That okay by you? Oh, better than that. I'll give you a hand. That way we can cover twice the ground. Now, what are we looking for exactly? I'm not really sure. Something that might prove that Granny is not really Granny, or that there's something fishy going on with Goody Zing. Ah, corporate monkey business, hostile takeovers and the like. Yeah, that's the ticket. You know, you're a pretty smart cookie. Eh? Uh, sorry, figure of speech. Oh, don't you be worried about that at all, at all. Uh, grab another molasses cookie and let's take a gander about the premises. We'll start in the office. I have the key to the filing cabinets there. I put the cookie in my pocket as we stepped into the hallway. The office was the next door down. Sounds like a good place to start. I looked around the office. It was a mess, with stacks of newspapers and file folders piled on the desk, some spilling onto the floor. Jumpin' Jack, be nimble. Somebody's already tossed the place. It always looks like this, to be sure it does. The bakery has only been open for a couple of weeks. You should have seen the office last month. Worse than Humpty Dumpty after a fall it was. That seemed a bit backward to me. Shouldn't they start clean and then get messier? The funny thing was, the file cabinets were empty, except for a few old recipes handwritten in a spidery scrawl. I was looking through the stacks of newspapers when something caught my eye. Hey, here's a press release about the opening of the bakery. Granny's goodies goes gargantuan. Local bake shop owner Granny Bluebonnet has sold her entire operation to international conglomerate Goodies Inc. It's got a picture of Granny shaking hands with someone. The caption says it's J.J. Horner, 
local businessman. Ah, yes. That was a special event held just before the grand opening. I was there too. I was. Look, you can see me over on the other side, next to the fellow with the funny hat. I've met that guy somewhere. I remember it's the fox that came into my office during the Three Little Pigs case. He had a partner with him, a one-eyed cat. That might be him next to the fox, but he's right at the edge of the frame. Hard to tell. Now, why would those two be at the opening of a bakery? Was it invitation only? Oh, saints preserve us, no. It was open to the public, and they gave out free samples. There were so many people there, I expected the grand old Duke of York to march them up the hill. Now I kind of wish I'd been there. I wonder why Red didn't know about this. I guess the fox and the cat could have shown up for the food. Still... I don't like coincidences. I put the photo aside and kept looking. And then I found something that made my heart stop dead. Figuratively. Where's this picture from? Let's have a look and see. Ah, this was from the sod-breaking ceremony when they started building the bakery. See, there's J.J. Horner shaking hands with the fairy godmother and the prince himself is looking on, bless him. The prince? What was he doing there? And how come Granny isn't there too? I don't rightly know. I was still over at the old shop. I expect the prince was there in some ceremonial role. He was most likely standing in for his father. You know, the big cheese. Seeing the prince had thrown me for a loop. I didn't expect him to be wrapped up in all this. Although, I should have known that if there was something fishy going on, he'd be right in the middle of it. Typical. I looked through the rest of the stack, but didn't see anything else useful. Oh. There's nothing in these boxes but recipes. Oh, perhaps we'll have more luck in the bakery proper. Follow me. We walked down a short hallway and into a large room with metal tables. This place is bigger than the prince's ballroom. Not that I was ever at the prince's ball or anything. Say, thanks for all your help. It's nice when you find someone helpful in this town. Oh, don't mention it, me dear. I like to help out where I can. And to be frank, I wanted to know what happened to Granny myself. Now... You take the mixing counters on this side, and I'll head back to where the machinery is. There are some storage cupboards there, and they might hold a few secrets, to be sure. We split up and went in opposite directions. I lost sight of him as I turned the corner by the large metal sideboard. Rooting through the kitchen drawers got me nowhere. And then I found a closet of some kind. The knob wasn't locked, but the door seemed to be stuck. I put my back into the effort and pulled. Finally, it came free. Whoops! Apparently, that was the spice cupboard. I sat there in the middle of a pile of seeds and powders. The smells were delectable. Cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, cloves. Made my tummy rumble. (sighs) Sorry about that. Guess I should have had a bigger supper. I found a broom and swept up the mess. (sighs) It took me a second to realize that the growling was coming from around the corner. Then I heard a scream. No! Oh, Begara! No! I ran as fast as I could, but when I reached him, it was too late. He'd already been iced. It was a gruesome sight. Someone had thrown him into a giant mixer. There was nothing left but crumbs. In the distance, I heard a door slam. I didn't know if it was the bad guy heading out or more bad guys heading in. I decided the smart move was to take a powder. I snuck along the storage shelves till I spotted the loading dock door. Pushed it open, and escaped into the rainy night. 
Who could possibly catch the gingerbread man now, even running as fast as they can? It seems like this time Betsy has bitten off more than she can chew. She certainly has a lot on her plate, from cookies to questions. What was wrong with Granny? Who killed the gingerbread man? Find out on the next episode of Fairy Tale Mysteries. What's Under the Hood Part 1 was performed by Franny Warwick as Betsy, Rosie Forrest as Red Riding Hood, Rob Dunn as the Big Bad Wolf, Bryce Paul Mills as the Gingerbread Man, Hello, I'm your announcer, Christopher Hall. What's Under the Hood Part 1 was written by Clive Hitman Ranroop, Mike Balzer, and Hannah Christensen based on a concept by Alex Balzer. Direction by Mike Balzer. Music by Timothy Tucker. Theme sung by Chelsea Rose. Sound effects and folly by Chris Cutris. Fairytale Mysteries is produced by James T. Nelson. Fairytale Mysteries is a COVID fund project from the Fraser Valley Gilbert and Sullivan Society. All rights reserved.